0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Fatherhood and Flow. I'm Sam, and I'm Dave. And on this week's episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about hard work, um, hard work as a dad, how to encourage your kids to work hard. I, I just think when you know when I look at um, kind of where what would make me proud as a dad. Uh, we're looking back, you know, maybe 30, 40 years from now, um, if my kids are willing to work hard for their goals, if they see something that they want to accomplish and they're willing to put in the time and put in the effort and get it done, uh, I'm going to be really, really proud, you oh, know?
1: I love that. It's probably the most exhilarating thing to think about because... You know that you've accomplished something if your children will work hard and they have that work ethic. Because that's something you kind of just have to learn early on. Otherwise, you it's harder to learn. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't know. You, you see a lot of people out there that don't have that work ethic and it's very difficult. I mean, I watch a lot of people and it's just like, man, just put a little drive and ambition behind that and you could just tap into some unlimited potential that you have.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, maybe not all the time. Obviously, there's always a lot of different circumstances that happen in your environment. But I think a lot of the time, I see people who don't work very hard. And, you know, I talk to them about their relationship with their parents. And I can kind of see why that might be the case. And on the other hand, I see people in the exact opposite situation. And... You know, their parents obviously taught them how to work hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think, again, not all the time. As a parent, one of the lines you need to walk is, okay, you can absolutely impact and influence your child's life, but you never get to actually, like, dictate or control who they become. They are going to become their own person. They are their own individual. You can't actually decide who they're going to be, but you can absolutely impact it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, kind of putting you on the spot, like, what are, what are some of those things that you think you can do starting even at an early age with Max to help him become a hard worker?
1: So I'll start that with a quote that I heard once. And the quote basically said, teach correct principles and they will govern themselves. Mm-hmm. I like that. And so to bring that into that question, I think that's really it, right? If I can teach a few correct principles about work ethic and like, what does that really mean? How do you break that down? Well, I think one of the greatest ways to learn is by example, Mm -hmm. right? Our children see and pick up. And I think that's something that Katie and I are starting to notice now. And Mm -hmm. we're really becoming more aware of, man, how do we act? How do we treat each other? You know, are we building an an environment where, we know Max is watching, he's learning from everything that we do. And so we want to make sure that we're ourselves, but we're being our best selves, you know, because through that example of every action that we make, he is learning. And so part of that teaching process, I really think, you know, comes down to the example. The other part is when opportunities arise, you know, put yourself in positions where, you know, once he starts getting old enough to know what's going on and you know, be really be able to pay attention. One of the things that I want to be consciously aware of is saying, okay, look in this experience, let's have a teaching moment, you know, and I can picture it now where great dad, another teaching lesson, but I know that through those moments, he will be able to learn different key principle components that no matter where he's at in the stages of his life, he'll think back and go, Oh man, uh, I learned that from my dad and I know, Mm -hmm. you know, that that's valuable. So one example I can think of right off the top of my head with my dad, um, you know, I love tinkering around with things and taking things apart and rebuilding them. And I was taking, I can't even remember what it was, but I was taking something apart and I didn't have the right tool. Like I was using Uh a screwdriver when I should have been using a wrench or something. I I don't know what it was, but my dad came up to me and he said, the right tool for the right job. And so now the first thought that comes into my head anytime I work on a project is what is the right tool for this job. Absolutely, yeah, that's um, and it's you know I
0: don't know how you felt at that time when he said that. If you were like, "Oh, awesome, thanks, Dad," or I was annoyed, right? (laughs) I
1: was like, "Dad, (laughs) stop! I I, I got
0: this, all right, Dad. I got this." Yeah, totally. So I think about um, you know some of those principles when like skiing, you know, with my dad. we used to go, we used to go do lessons, ski lessons on first time. He was a ski teacher, and first time is like the the bunny slope. Before we'd go like rip pow at Alta, so it's like Saturday we were gonna go like shred pow at Alta and like you know go hike all over the place. And he believed so much in the fundamentals of skiing, setting you up for success that we would be doing wedge turns, like Mm -hmm. pizza turns, on first time. (laughs) And I was like a teenager. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. (laughs) And and now, uh, if I'm out skiing with somebody and they're struggling, do you know what I do? Right back to the fundamentals. I go back to the fundamentals. And, you know, I think, so now looking at it in my shoes as the father role, it's, it's not always about making sure that they enjoy the lesson. I mean, cause you can't necessarily control them. Like some lessons in life you need to teach. Like I'm, I'm really grateful that mm-hmm. my dad taught me lessons that I probably wasn't really, I wouldn't have asked him to teach me at the time. I kind of just wanted to go ski, but, um, that he,
1: he's like, we're going to work on the fundamentals. So let me ask you this. How much has that played an effect in your life and other decisions beyond just skiing? that basic I, truth. I think a
0: huge i think a huge amount um because even if i think about music um i if i'm trying to learn something new on the guitar i'll go back to the fundamentals and do it really really slowly and i i teach guitar all the time and one of the things i always see is that people try to kind of jump ahead to a level mm-hmm. that they're not really ready for yet and they try to force it and they say, no, well, I want to be there, so I'm just going to force it there. And one of the things, kind of like skiing, like, no, no I don't I, I want to go ski pow, so I'm only going to ski pow. Uh, but one of the elements that I think I really learned from that is, hey, like, even if you really just want to go jump to, like, the fun, rewarding part, take a step back, focus on the fundamentals. And when you get there, you're going to be in a lot better of a situation. I think that plays into almost everything I do in life is just being... There's almost an element of patience around getting to that reward. It's that that long-term
1: goal versus, like, the short-term gratification. So now this question plays in. Do you think he knew what he was doing when he was teaching that principle or do you think it was just about skiing?
0: You know, I think, I think he did. Um, my dad is, like, my dad is Coach Al. He's a coach. That's <laughs> he's got <the> best. he's <laughs> like that's, that's
1: so cool. Um, he's
0: got probably I don't know thirty plaques in his house. <laughs> and coach Al, um, he coached baseball forever. Um, you know, taught skiing, and uh, I think in a lot of cases that's always where he went. You know, when he'd be, we'd be playing um, pretty high caliber baseball, and he'd be working with kids who were going to go on and play college, and he would be. You know, and I could see the look on their faces, too. They didn't really want to be doing what he was saying. <laughs> and they would be working on the fundamentals, the absolute fundamentals. But uh, so I think he absolutely he knew and he was willing to say, hey, we're going to work on the fundamentals, even if it's not necessarily what you want to do right now, because he believed in the power of that. And the thing is, you know, at the time, almost everybody was like, oh, this is kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do this. But by the end of the season, everybody wanted to be on his team. Mm -hmm. And everybody appreciated what he taught. And I think it was more than just the skills. It wasn't like, oh, cool, Like I worked with with Coach Allen. I can throw the ball faster. It was I have this patience for um, working on the fundamentals and putting in the time that looking back, I can now appreciate something that I didn't necessarily appreciate at the time.
1: That developmental – aspect right where it's not just about the thing you're learning but you're actually growing and Mm -hmm. progressing see and I I think that's kind of the point that I was trying to get to is you know as a dad what an amazing opportunity and chance that you have to, to be aware you know you the more that you can become aware of those situations be prepared for them and offer a chance to teach a lesson like that how impactful that's been in your life and how you've been able to carry that through your entire life. And that's probably even playing an effect now Mm -hmm. in teaching Jude and Coda. Mm -hmm. And it was not that big of a deal at the time for him, Mm -hmm. but he saw the awareness, he saw the need and he took the opportunity and the time to do something about it. Yep. Absolutely. And if, you know, if I think about
0: one, there's one thing that I think might help contribute to hard work at least for me, it's, um, oh, I just thought of another thing. So, I <laughs> so um, just say both. I, and then I, I so, back. one of them is, uh, you know, that kind of a meaning, finding meaning in your life and tying what you need to do to, to a, a really strong kind of purpose, mm-hmm. but also um, having that commitment to the long term goal. Like, how many days have you woken up that? You don't necessarily want to go do what you have to do today, but you know, if you do what you're going to do today, and if you do that for a month or two months, all of a sudden, you know, or a year, all of a sudden you get to this long-term goal that's like really meaningful to you.
1: That's, so that's one thing I love that you brought that up. That's one thing that I have completely eliminated from my thinking is the... delayed gratification and the right now reward. So I've gotten rid of short-term goals in a sense where every decision, every goal I have is made for the long-term and then I work backwards to get Uh to the short-term, right? Instead of just being like, okay, well, this is one short-term goal. I'm just doing this. Then it's over. And I think part of my thinking and how that's changed is um, just growing up and seeing how fast life goes. I mean, Max we're down the road here and he's already 11 months old. And I'm like, okay, well, every decision we make, if it's directed in the long-term thinking, okay, well, how far out can this be? You know, what can we do? What can we plan for? How can we develop, you know, each of these things? Then you have day-to-day activity and day-to-day goals that you're working on that will build towards that long-term goal instead of just the one and done.
0: Yeah. And you can, I think the magic is that when you start to break down those long-term goals, you can find a lot of fun and enjoyment mm, and so short-term gratification in working to the long-term goals.
1: Because you see progress. Because you see
0: progress. And and then you feel um like this is term self-efficacy, this yep. the belief that you're going to be able to accomplish things that you set out to do.
1: Um, hey, I just read that in that book. Did you? Yeah. Which book? The one. The Creative Confidence? Oh, yeah. the Flow book. No, the Creative Confidence. Creative Confidence? Yeah.
0: Creative Confidence is a good book. We that's should do a uh, like a book summary on that one. We should. Um, I need to finish reading that so I can give it back to you. <laughs> it's okay. I've read it. I like to give away books. Um, Sorry, tangent. Tangent. <laughs> no, <laughs> so purpose.
1: Now. Okay. So yeah, the purpose part too, going along with what you said, I think that's exactly right on the point too, where, you know, when you're making these types of decisions and setting these types of goals, have purpose behind it, have a reason and a logic with your thinking so that you have a reason to keep moving forward it's kind of like going back you know I mentioned I've been going to the gym uh the last bit and you know I started going with a couple buddies and now I'm just going by myself but I'm self-motivated because of the purpose I have behind it is you know I was 25 30 pounds overweight where I should have been and I started hurting and I had the thought I don't want to be one of those fathers that can't enjoy time with their sons because of a decision I made to not take care of my physical needs. Uh And that was like paradigm shift. Holy crap. I need to stay motivated. I need to stay focused on this goal. And you know, now I'm down about 20 pounds. I still have a little bit to lose, but it's like I have so much purpose and so much drive where when the alarm goes off in the morning, I just get up and I go and it's what I do. And I'm finding enjoyment every yeah. time I go to the go to the gym to work out
0: I, I liked a lot of what you said and congratulations that's awesome by the way Thanks. I mean to just make the decision but also what I liked is that you said I believe um, I was making like I don't want this to happen because I made the decision not to do something yep and I think that is something that is all too often forgotten and I think it ties a lot into hard work is that if you a lot of people don't take action, and don't work hard because it's like that's kind of like easy and maybe they don't want to make a decision. But if you if you choose not to do something, it is still a decision. Mm-hmm. Like I did not go to the gym this morning. I, that was a decision I made, even though like it didn't feel like I was making a decision because I just slept and then woke up. But it was a decision. And so all these things in life, even if you don't think you're making a decision, every action that you take or every lack thereof is – a decision or a choice that
1: that you're making, um, and you've got to take that ownership of it too. Because when you take ownership, and it's okay, like when you make a decision like that, say, hey, you know, I'm I don't feel very good. I'm not going to go to the gym this morning. I'm taking ownership of that decision, and I'm thinking, okay, well, if I'm not going today, then what am I going to do the rest of the week to make up for this? Or, you know, what am I going to do later today when I get up that can help? You know, make up for this. Maybe I'll do you know, 30 or 40 squats before I get in the shower. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll just do something extra that'll kind of take over and I take ownership of that decision and I still take action in the course and the direction that I'm looking to go. Yeah.
0: And I think owning it is so important because, um, like in my situation now, so I'm moving here, um, up to Seattle in about, uh, 10 days. I'm sad and excited. I know. Me too. Me too. Um, 10 days and i have like to get the house ready to sell i'm like <laughs> i'm like i'm refinishing like 500 square feet of deck landscaping a third of an acre like we're taking care of all the stuff we were not planning on selling the house and like four or five days ago we found out that renting it probably wasn't going to work out and we need to sell it and we're moving in like a week and a half, and. Talk about hard work and and also Lists. work, work that I, and work that I don't necessarily love either. Um, but it's so important to have that long term goal and say, okay, you know what? Some sometimes hard work just comes down to integrity. Like mm-hmm. we bought this house, and buying the house is taking on a responsibility to take care of the house. And if you need to sell it, you know, as much as I want to be like, you know what? Just sell it the way it is. It's like there's, there's a certain amount of integrity that comes with, no, we're going to take care of this place. And not that we weren't taking care of it before, but getting it ready to sell is kind of a whole different thing. When you think you're going to be living here for three to five years, you can kind of like let some things slide or maybe like kind of hold off on some projects. And when you're going to sell it, it's like, hey, we got to get all that stuff done. Um, but I don't necessarily love refinishing decks and I only have ten days left in Utah, so I want to spend time. I want to spend time with you. I want to spend time with some of my other friends. I want to like maybe go dirt biking a little bit, hang out in Utah with my family and experience nature, see a lot of people before I leave, get ready for the move. Like there's a million things to do right now, um, and you just I just have to kind of pick what I do and 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 own it and own the things that I don't do as well. Right. And so what's ended up happening is I've ended up putting in a lot of work on the house, even though that's not necessarily my first choice of fun. But because there's these elements of like of responsibility and integrity. And sometimes you just have to put in the work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's Um, no getting around it. There's no getting around it. And and I think the earlier in life that you can accept just, you know what, this is one of those times that I just need to put my head down and I need to do the work. Stop thinking about how much work you have to do and just and just do it. And then in between, you know, have as much fun as you can.
1: Oh yeah, you gotta have fun too. But and the, it's so rewarding too, right? Because I mean, it's kind of like I came over today, and you know, it's been a couple of days since I've seen the yard, or seen the house, and I'm like, man, this looks amazing. And so you have that element of what a reward to see the work that you've spent so much time doing, and it's paying off, mm-hmm. right? And that right there is. You know, a whole lesson in itself where it's like when you put in the time and the effort, the reward shows itself and it's magnified because of you taking the time, hanging to that responsibility, that ownership, that integrity. And I love that you mentioned that, too, because I mean, that's something that nobody can take away from you. Nobody Mm -hmm. can take away your character. That is you are solely 100 percent responsible for the character that you have and the type of person that you are. Yep. no matter what happens no matter what situation no matter where you're at you that cannot be taken away from you and mm-hmm. so you have kind of a, a responsibility to yourself to maintain that and hold that yeah. strong and
0: and that I'm really glad that you, you know you kind of added on to that because I, I think it's so important and it can't be undervalued the like that is what that is what you're gonna have like when I look back at the end of the day it doesn't matter how much we sell the house for, doesn't matter what happens. I'm going to look back and and be proud of a lot of the work that we put into it. Um, and, you know, Jude already, he's two and a half, and he's already like, oh, dad, dad, work. You know, like, he knows how to say Home Depot better than, <laughs> almost better than any other word. Like, you know, like, he has his own language. He, he nails Home Depot. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I leave, and, he, and, like, you know, I'm not even going to Home Depot sometimes, and he assumes that I am. Um, and you know, even though he's only two that it's, it's, he's understanding, he's understanding that. Right. And that goes back to, you know, how you kind of started this whole thing, leading by example.
1: If you want your kids to work hard, you have to work hard. So think about this too. Uh, when you do that and you accomplish something, you know, a big project like you're working on, it shows you that you can do anything. Right, It shows you that you are not governed by limitations. And so that same thought and that same example, just like you're mentioning, you know, Jude's picking up on this stuff. And so when you have that attitude and you show that reward and that enjoyment and satisfaction, what do you think is going to happen through that example? He's going to learn the same thing that, hey, no matter what happens, I can do it. I can do anything that I put my mind to. Mm -hmm. And I can see the satisfaction and the reward come from it because of you know, seeing my dad work hard yeah. and set a goal and, and being able to accomplish and
0: it. And lo- looking back, I think that those are the things you're most proud of anyway. You know, mm-hmm. I think about the band. Um, and although we're we're going to keep working on uh, music stuff as the Stratmores, but we're probably not going to be performing a whole lot anymore. And I just think of where we've come in the last year and a half from we signed up for a show when we didn't have a set list. Like We didn't have enough songs <laughs> to play the show, <laughs> but the opportunity came up. And so we said, yeah. And, you know, I, I look back and um, there's certainly like no fame or like recognition or there's no extrinsic reward for what the Stratmore's have done over the last year. I mean, you know, like our 200 maybe Instagram followers will be disappointed we're not posting as much maybe I mean you know what I mean there's just the the extrinsic thing of like creating this band like it's not even it's not even there but when we look back on it the thing I'm most excited about is like we we took opportunities and we worked hard for them and those are the memories that stick around. Like we played this. I remember we, we got signed up to play this two-hour long set. We'd only ever played 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. a couple weeks before this thing, we realized that we had to fill two hours. And the the work that the team put in to make that happen, that is what is most um, memorable. Mm-hmm. And I think if that's something that you can share with your kids, that like the hard work that you put into learning this thing – Is actually going to be more memorable and more valuable and you're going to look more fondly of on the
1: work than even the reward at the end. So here's an analogy to go along with this. Why do we go on a hike? Oh yeah. I mean Is it to get to the top? Yeah, I think that's the that's the 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 thing you jump to, right? Is like yeah, to get to the top. It's not about getting to the top. It's about because what happens when you get to the top? You have to go back. Turn around. Yeah. Right. So it's about the journey. It's about the whole experience throughout the entire thing. It's not about getting to the summit. It's about being able to make it to the summit and back down, because that's where you're going to build the whole value aspect to where the hike was. So the top was worth it because you went through the journey and the difficulty and the strain. To be able to reach the top and make it back down to know that you accomplished something that was far out of reach. Uh I mean, a perfect example is think of Everest. right? If somebody's hiking Everest, wow, they made it to the top and that's amazing. They still have to get back down without dying. Uh And so by the time they get back down, now they're looking at this whole experience going, Wow, that was incredible because I, I was able to tackle the beast and make it through start to finish, not just start to middle because that's all the top is is the middle
0: yeah that's true and you know who's really good at that uh kids oh amazing. they make the entire you could be 10 feet away from the car and they see <laughs> a rock that they love and they'll sit there and play <laughs> with the you know what i mean like that's there is no top when they're when when they're a kid you know yes. just another one of those things that you can just learn learn from your kids embracing the journey so cool Awesome. Well, you know what? That does it for another
1: episode here. Any any final words? Have fun, enjoy the moment, work hard, and really remember that the more that you can become aware of every experience and everything that you are going through, the more you're going to enjoy it and the more that your your kids will learn. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening.